0: Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, part of the Repurpose Network, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, and what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes, yes, and welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. Thank you for the applause. Really appreciate your time, your energy, um, your subscriptions. Really, really, really appreciate you. Um, Today is a dolo show. And those of you who are not from the diaspora of Harlem of the inner city, it means I'm doing it alone. Okay, just want to be clear. I'm done. It's, I'm just, it's just me. But we got a lot to say. Before we get started, I would like to tell you about an event that's happening in September. If you probably see me say it, if you're going to the website, if you've been on the website, you will see a link there for the Wave Experience. It is the acronym is the acronym for the the event is Worship Audio Video Experience. There are gonna be over forty vendors there, more than forty manufacturers there showing you their new products, And it's gonna be a ton of speakers, ton of classes, ton of um in-person demonstrations in September. Go to the link, click the link, register, um, I'm going to be there. Did I say I'm going to be there? I'm going to be there. And you're going to learn about podcasting from me. And like, share, and send this to a friend. I'd love to see you there. Love to shake your hand. Come up and say hi. I would love to do that. And so make sure you guys go to the link and check out the Wave Experience happening in September. Okay, so. Today, we're gonna talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. And we're gonna talk about family in a very, very different way. We're gonna talk about family as a team, okay? So, the title of today's show is How to Fix a Dysfunctional Media Team. And the word team is a very, very popular, popular and powerful phrase in its nature. So let's take a look at family structure, okay? So there's four different types of family structure. You have the nuclear family, you have your single parent family, you have your step families, and you have your extended family. Well, your media team could be part of of your nuclear family, but more than likely a part of your extended family. And these are the people you see every Sunday you serve with you see, you go you're at rehearsal you're at the service you're serving every week weekend week out weekend week out and if you're not careful, your team can become dysfunctional and dysfunctional the definition for dysfunctional is not operating normally or properly deviating from norms or of social behavior in a way that's regarded as bad. Now, the prime culprit of dysfunction is trust. So, we are in the middle of the NBA playoffs. Those of you who know me and those of you who listen know that I am a sports junkie. Literally, I can watch ping pong. But when it comes to my favorite sports, it's basketball and football. Now, right now, the Brooklyn Nets are playing the Philadelphia 76ers. which should tell you, if you listen to this show today, I recorded this last night. <laughs> I recorded this last night. They're playing in Philly. is 68 to 63. Philly's winning. So, which brings me to a story that happened a few years ago in the playoffs with the Philadelphia 76ers with a player by the name of Ben Simmons. If you are familiar with sports, you know that Ben Simmons was a very highly, highly regarded rookie. Amazing basketball player. And he made a mistake in the playoffs, pass up a shot, should have dunked it, didn't, this is my opinion, Uh, hey, listen, who, who am I, right? And, which sent him into a mental tinsy. And it disrupted the entire team. Entire team. To the point that they traded him to the team that they're playing in the playoffs right now. And guess what? He's not playing. Which leads you to n- understand dysfunction. So this is this highly publicized. You can research it if you want. But I'm, I'm trying to nail, nail a point home about dysfunction in team, right? So if you're playing basketball, there are five positions on the court, you have the five position, which is the center. Four position, which is your power forward. Three position, which is your small forward. Two position, which is your shooting guard, and one position is your point guard. These these are these are the These are the perdition, perdition, <laughs> position positions on a basketball team. Now, the way the, the way the game is played now is kind of like. Per, per, I, it has no positions but it really does have a have a structure that we can go by that we can dial in plays and where people are now with that being said on your media team people are in positions that are designed for a certain role and function right well the definition for dysfunction is not operating normally or properly, deviating from norms. Right? But the biggest culprit in dysfunction is trust. Dysfunctional teams are mired in petty and personal grievances. It causes a loss of time. It causes the loss of of revenue. It causes a loss of cohesiveness. Dysfunctional teams are more concerned with individual motives than the team. And there are ways to right the ship. And there there are ways to totally blow it up. So, Since the Church Sound Podcast has been in existence, we offer solutions. And in order to offer solutions, you have to offer um, the causes of dysfunction on your media team. First one I I mentioned earlier is the absence of trust. Fears of being vulnerable presents team members with with, with building trust, prevents team members members from building trust with one another. Absence of trust. If you don't trust somebody, Automatically your guard is up. Automatically you're not, you're not sharing. Automatically you're guarded. Automatically. If you don't trust, say for instance, in your home you have, like I could speak about my house. We have these brown chairs at home, right? One of them has a bad leg. Me and my wife will always check it for the bad chair. We should we should probably mark it, but <laughs> but the trust factor is is this the chair? Is, is this the chair that it's a bad leg? The absence of trust, just to sit down. Imagine that amongst a team of twenty people, five people, three people. Absence of trust. The number two, the fear of conflict. Have you ever met someone who just, they don't want to deal with conflict. Conflict is needed for resolution. A lot of times when, especially in, you know, personal relationship, husband, wife, good friends, whatever, um, you have to be able to confront issues. Well, if you're in the fear of conflict, which means you're holding on to what needs to be said or done, or implement it, right? Which kind of it kind of is in the same ballpark as as trust, but conflict is um, an action that comes towards a problem. Number three, lack of commitment. Well, if you don't have trust, and you f- you fear conflict, you know like fear false evidence appearing real. Of conflict. Then you're not going to be committed. Because you don't trust anything. Or anyone. Or the system. That's another story. And you're afraid to address it. So how can you be committed to that? How, how can someone be committed to that? Number four. The avoidance of accountability. How willing members are on call with each other for their actions and performances that could have a negative effect on the team so you avoid account- accountability right you lack commitment you are in fear of conflict and there's no trust the last one is inattention to results the Ultimate dysfunction of a team refers to the tendency of players to care more about something other than the collective goal or the mission of the group So, ask yourself, are there any dysfunction on my team? What happens on Sunday? Are there members who don't who don't don't trust me? I'm taking to, to the leader now. Don't don't trust don't trust me. Don't trust what I've put in place. They're afraid to confront me, which means they now they don't have commitment and then they avoid accountability and they don't and their results is like whatever. Any one of these five things, is the essence of dysfunction. Now, the root of dysfunction is the lack of trust, which is number one. Because all of these different antennas or roots come from the absence of trust or the lack of trust, fear of conflict, lack of commitment, avoidance of accountability, intention to, to results. So the question is, how do you fix it? The first thing I'll say is, this is questions for the leader, and I I pose it. I'll I'll put it in this in this way. Have you ever tried to follow someone who didn't know where they were going, or were or they were unish, unsure of what orders or directions to give you, or maybe they were a little wishy washy about what they wanted done, how would you define that? Would you you define that as, I don't know, frustrating? Did it make you want to run in front of the line and take control?
1: Did it? Leaders have to lead,
0: okay? So here's another question for you. Leader, Are you an includer? Do you seek input from others when decisions need to be made? Do you foster a work culture that encourages group participation and consensus? That is scary because consensus doesn't mean you're leading. There are times when inclusion important to be inclusive and build consensus. There are also times when the leader's role is to lead. So let's back up and look at your team structure. Do you have the right people in the right position? Okay. Can, Can they operate fully without you? Is a system in place where you're not needed to press buttons, turn knobs, or tell people what to do? Did you train them enough that they can function completely a, a service without you standing over them, telling them what to do? Have you poured into your team enough whereby they can tell you exactly what what, what needs to happen before it happens? How do you communicate? Are you a yeller? Are you an encourager? Do you encourage? Do you talk to the same people, the same everyone, the same way? That well, you no, know, you can't do that. I'm tell you, I, I can speak from experience. You should not do that. So, how do you fix the dysfunction? How important is it? That your team operates seamlessly it was a it was something about see, someone told me this a long time ago, and I have always adopted it when I felt like I wasn't getting the result, or someone came and told me about myself, and I had to do some some self evaluation. I'm a very knowledgeable guy. I know a lot of I know a lot of stuff. And it doesn't matter because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I'll give you a great example. It's a young man in my former church. He is um, I'm not gonna shout him out, but Albert, I did. So there you go. And I was—I tried to—I've been trying to call him for weeks. Like he hasn't returned. I text him, email him, you know, call him. Say, hey, man, what's going on? And he called me back. Apologized. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He said, "You are the one few people that walk it like you talk it." I know that you care about me. And you know why he knows that? Because I invested time into him. I invested time into teaching him. I would bring him on, on sets, pay him, and I know he could really do the job. But I know he was curious enough that once I exposed him to it, he'd be able to take that information that I gave him and be able to apply it. And then what I'm doing is empowering, empowering him in his passion well, when I empower him in his passion, I'm investing in him. He can now take that and use it any way he wants. But now when I call him to do something, hey, man, I need you to shoot this for me. Hey, man, I need you to do this for me. Hey, can you do likes for me for this? He now knows how to do it because I taught him. And Then he took what I taught him and implemented it. And now he's better than what I showed him. So people don't care how much you know.
1: Until they know how much you care. So, how do you fix a dysfunctional,
0: broken team? Number one, listen to what your team members have to say. Shut up. Listen.
1: Shut up and listen.
0: Have conversations, pull them aside, take them to lunch, you know, buy them coffee, you know, whatever. Get people comfortable so they can be open enough to tell you, which kind of goes back to the fear of conflict. You, You create a safe place, right? In order for people to be able to talk to you, Before you say, listen to what your team members have to say, you have to create a safe place. So that goes with leaders have to lead, right? Okay, two, identify what's causing the problem. So that's self-evaluation, team evaluation on one part, and then listening to the members of your team to find out what what, what is the problem. Because sometimes, you know, a lot of time, have you ever heard the phrase where you're so you're, you're so close to the wall you can't see the frame? Sometimes you're too close. You know, have you ever seen a cop show when they, you know, say that uh, a cop is investigating a crime that he's, you know, emotionally attached to, and now he's making emotional decisions, but he needs to make business decisions, and his decisions are screwing up the the thing he's trying to fix. Too close. Sometimes you got to take a step back and take a look. Oh, I thought that frame was gold, but it's really blue. You know what I mean? So listen to what your team members have to say. Create a safe place, right? Identify what's causing the problem. This is the key. Problem solve as a team. Problem solve as a team. Once you problem solve as a team, now it's easy for you to lead because everyone's invested. Now, the first thing I will tell you is this. This is because someone has an idea doesn't mean it's a good idea. This is because someone has a good idea doesn't mean it fits the solution, the problem solution. So this goes back to creating a safe place. Listen to what your members have to say and, and being honest with them saying that even though you said this to me, this is, these are the ideas you want me to do, but based on what we're trying to accomplish. Your, your suggestion does not fit. The other thing you said does. So that's building a safe place, right? That's building trust, right? Solve, problem solve as a team. Build trust. Here's number four. Build trust with team building activities. You know, team building activities could be just anything. It could be as simple as, hey, listen, let's go out to the and, and, and hang out and play pool or, you know, or ping pong or throw darts, whatever. Build trust with team building activities. You know, when you spend time with someone outside of the place that you serve every Sunday, you, you'll see a different side of people. You'll have conversations you wouldn't normally have on Sunday, because you're in the you're, you're in the posture of serving. Right, so you get them, you get you get your team outside of the normal service environment. Right, so you listen to what your team members have to say. You identify what's causing the problems. You problem solve as a team. You build trust with team building activities now. This is where the part you, you need to apply after you have collected all of the information leaders create an action plan to solve the problems. I'm going to say it again, create an action plan to solve the problems. You cannot solve problems without an action plan. You have to put something in place to implement so that the people will feel empowered, they will feel different, they will all of a sudden be, be more engaged. in all of the things that part of this function, trust, free of conflict, lack of commitment, avoidance of accountability, attention to results, all of these things will dissolve with action plan to resolve the problems that we solve as a team, we build trust in team-building activities. Now, after you have the action plan, and you have a to resolve the problems, follow up meetings to see what has changed. You have to follow up. Have any one of you ever gone to the doctor and say you had some blood work done? So you have to come back in, and we go over your blood work and go follow up, so we can address the problems or
1: have a plan moving forward.
0: Right? This function will will melt away. here's the last one. And this is very, very important moving forward for the future. Ask for feedback regularly to identify future problems. Now, I'm pretty sure those of you who have parents Your mother and father have told you things that didn't make sense to you when they first told you. And when you ran against the thing that they were telling you about that you didn't understand, you were like, oh, they see things that I don't see. When your team is engaged and when you're engaged as a leader to lead, the role of the leader is to lead. Build the team structure. Build the jobs, um, activities, build the job descriptions, training. Once you've done all those things, you has, you have to stay engaged with your team with follow-up meetings. So, the, so you can fine-tune what has changed and then Ask for feedback regularly to identify the future problems because you know what? Things do not remain the same. Technology changes every three or four months. Something's new happening now. Right now, someone's developing something right now. You're going to to go on Instagram today and go, wow, didn't know that existed. Click
1: the link to learn more. Things constantly change.
0: People change. People's circumstances change. People's family dynamics change. Your team dynamics will change too. But if you make the main thing the main thing, which is service, and you involve your team, to navigate and you lead as the leader, you will melt away dysfunction. Now, I'm not telling you something that's the magic pill. That's what I'm not doing. I'm not giving you the magic pill. Um, I, I, I am not trying to say this is easy. But the alignment of what you have to have as a leader is that di- it is directly... Connected to the leader. The alignment of goals you worked out with the directions you need to be given in order to achieve them. You have to align the goals you worked out. You have to give positive orders. Positive or giving a positive way with enough direction or explanation for the team can totally give you what you are asking for. Give awards, prizes, bring in in coffee and donuts for your team. Be interested in your team to help them be successful in their positions. And the most important thing I could tell you this, hashtag be you. Just be you
1: at all times. Just be you.
0: Everything will work out, but follow these steps in the show notes. There'll be plenty of information in the show notes you can follow. Make sure you guys go to the website, go to our Instagram links, go there, share, become a friend. The, the, the Instagram is church audio video solutions. And the reason why I did that, is I didn't name it the church sound Podcast Initially I did, but I changed it because I wanted the Instagram page to be a solution. And in turn, part of the solution is the show, but there's so many other things that we can provide answers for aside from the podcast. You Get what I'm saying? So make sure you like, subscribe, review. Please review. Go, go, go review. It really would help. I really would appreciate it. Um, I have some free gifts I want to give. I want to give out. Make sure you go. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, go right to the website, Church Sound Podcast. A a window will pop up It will say Would you like to be a guest? Click the link Email us Let us talk about it I'm going to say it like I always say Keep God first in everything you do I'll see you next time On the Church Sound Podcast